Trump gets indicted by a Manhattan grand jury. The media are trying to make the Nashville shooter's background disappear. Plus, DHS Secretary Mayorkas still can't define an assault weapon. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. Hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the case against former President Trump because the Manhattan grand jury under the guidance of D.A. Alvin Bragg did it. For the first time in the history of the country, a former president of the United States has been indicted. And now what has been a witch hunt is transforming before our eyes into a circus. And make no mistake, this is not about following the rule of law. This is about weaponizing government and our legal system to go after political opponents. Whether you are a fan of former President Trump or not, whether you are a fan but now support Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, or some other candidate, it doesn't matter. What this case is about is trying to silence the opposition using the force and weight of government to do it. Here's former acting director of the National Intelligence, Rick Rennell. Look, uh, let's be very clear. The Democratic Party has indicted the opposition leader. And what I'm saddened about is, as someone who's you know spent 12 years at the State Department, we used to call this out in other countries. We used to condemn other countries that that somehow indicted the political opponents so that they right. didn't have a, a race in, in public office. And now the Democrats have done it. They've taken away the ability of the United States to condemn this in other countries when it really does happen. Grinnell is right. All these third world countries and banana republics around the globe are now laughing at the United States. What was once the beacon of hope and freedom has now turned into a country where political opponents can be arrested, where terrifying and intimidating FBI raids are conducted in front of family members on people who have a different opinion than the leftist deep state, and where free speech is monitored, threatened, and blocked. In this particular case, Trump is being investigated for payments made to adult actress Stormy Daniels back in 2016. Now, if payments are made to say, keep someone quiet and campaign funds were used, that's against the law. A very relevant similar example is the case against Hillary Clinton, who had an attorney pay the opposition research for the dossier that was the basis of Russian collusion claims against Trump. Clinton then paid the attorney, but claimed it was for legal fees. She was fined. But here, Trump is indicted for something that has long since passed the statute of limitations using legal theory that everyone says is bogus. And the star witness is convicted felon and Trump former attorney Michael Cohen, who is all too happy to go on MSNBC and claim that he is credible. So how about all of these genius pundits going on there talking about my credibility? So everybody wants to attack Michael Cohen's credibility. Well, guess what? All of the once again lies, misinformation, disinformation, malinformation that they are throwing against me will ultimately continue to prove that everything, you know, that that what I had provided was relevant to this investigation. Hillary gets fined, and now using Michael Cohen as a witness, Trump gets indicted. The reaction from Republicans has been strong against this massive abuse of power. DeSantis, Haley, and Ramaswamy have all issued statements blasting this process. 
Nothing yet on Twitter account of Mitt Romney, in case you are wondering. And how are the Democrats framing this? Here's an example from Adam Schiff. Uh, it is, uh, you know, a sad and sobering historic day in the life of our country. The first time a president was indicted for criminal charges. Uh, it is also, I think, a, a vindication of the rule of law and the principle that people should be held accountable, whether they're rich and powerful, whether they're presidents or former presidents, or whether they're ordinary citizens, uh, that prosecutors should follow the evidence. Uh, and if someone needs to go to jail because they were directed in a criminal scheme, then the person that did the directing should also be held to account. Oh, really? Like, say, Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden or Hunter Biden? People like that? Democrat Nancy Pelosi made her feelings known on Twitter and showed herself to be an idiot. The grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. No one is above the law, and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. Hopefully, the former president will peacefully respect the system, which grants him that right. Pelosi's comments actually drew a fact check from Twitter, which posted a note reminding readers that in America, people are innocent until proven guilty, not the other way around. What happens next is anyone's guess, but one thing is clear. The left continues to move America toward a setting that resembles something from a dystopian movie or novel. Violence, intimidation, and the use of government to suppress dissent is not something that can be tolerated. The power of the people will always be stronger than the power of government as long as we continue to speak out and do something about it. All right, next let's talk about the transgender Nashville shooter. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, let's talk about the Nashville transgender shooter, because this is a story that the Democrats and the media and others on the left do not want you to talk about. It's clear that this disturbed person was transgender. There's social media posts. There's comments from the shooter's parents that their daughter was identifying as a guy. During the first few days after the story broke, the media were doing backflips, trying to properly gender this evil and sick human being, and then apologizing when they got it wrong. Now. CBS News has issued a directive to its reporters to not mention the fact that the shooter was transgender. Top executives at CBS News have banned staffers from using the word transgender when reporting on Nashville shooter, despite the fact police have said Audrey Hale was transgender and cited it as a key point in the case, the Post has learned. The shooter's gender identity has not been confirmed by CBS News, the network's executives insisted in a Tuesday memo obtained by the Post. As such, we should avoid any mention of it as it has no relevance to the crime. Should that change, we can and will revisit. As the Post noted, police have indicated that not only was the shooter transgender, but that it is a key point in the case. The media just want you to ignore that fact. In addition, despite the fact that six people were gunned down in a Christian school, the media want you to think that the shooter and her community are the victims. Six innocent people are dead. And yet NBC News puts out headlines like this. Fear pervades Tennessee's trans community amid focus on Nashville shooters' gender identity. What about the fear in the Christian community where six people were killed? What about that fact that when people speak out and try to protect children from mutilation surgeries, that those people are attacked, sometimes physically, by the unhinged radical left. This story actually ties together so well with our lead story 
because you see the left doing everything it can to suppress dissent. In one case, it's weaponizing government to attack political opponents and using fear and intimidation as tools to silence critics. In this case, the media will ignore any element of actual news that doesn't fit the approved leftist narrative. And left-wing activists will again use fear and intimidation to silence critics, branding people as transphobic and trying to cancel people for simply speaking out and protecting children. All right, next, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was back in the hot seat in Congress to testify on his complete failure to secure the border. As I reported on Wednesday's show, there was an interesting exchange between Senator Kennedy and Mayorkas on what an assault weapon is. You know why we get so frustrated with you? Because you won't give straight answers. I think I just did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Do you have an, a, def, a definition of an assault weapon? Uh, I am confident there is a technical definition of what is an assault weapon, uh, and it was uh, assuredly used uh, in the context of the statute that previously existed banning assault weapons. What a goof. Well, those two had the opportunity to interact the very next day in more Senate testimony, and Senator Kennedy decided to give it another try. After all, maybe with a day's rest, Mayorkas could actually define the weapons that he says should be banned. Nope. Um, uh, Senator, we did indeed um, have a brief exchange on, on that very important, uh, very important subject. I am not an expert. Right. respect to the definition but, of the assault bans, and so I defer. You are the Secretary of Homeland Security. I, I, as as I, um, uh, I was about to say, I defer to the experts, uh, but I will tell you, for example, military-style weapons are of tremendous concern. We are seeing a, um, too much devastation. Doesn't this remind you of the Democrats who can't define what a woman is because they are not a biologist? Myocris uses a term but he refuses to define it because he's not an expert. But even so, he was almost out of the woods, and then he committed a classic blunder. Instead of stopping, he threw out a different term, military-style weapon. What do you think Senator Kennedy did next? What do you mean by military-style weapon? Um, uh, Senator, um, I really must, must say that you are probing a very, very important area, definitionally, definitionally. Uh, in which I do not have the requisite uh, expertise. So all I'm asking is, what, in your mind, is an assault weapon? I mean, you say it's military style. Does that mean it looks like a military weapon? Uh, uh, Senator, I, I believe I've addressed uh, your question. I mean, what, what if it's if a may, what if it's I, a I single shot twenty-two that looks like a military weapon? Would you ban that because it's scary looking to you? Just classic. Mayorkas couldn't define assault weapon, so he decided to throw another term out there that he couldn't define either. He should have just said, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. But instead, we get these bogus comments. Okay, so we've had Alvin Bragg indicting former President Trump, the left-wing media, and the incompetent Alejandro Mayorkas. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call, like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. First, we have to start with CNN and its latest attempt to play the race card. Everything is racist according to the left, and that's because they know they can't discuss ideas, can't engage in debate, because they'll lose. So, they call people racist and hope that will scare them into silence. Their latest effort is to go after memes in those short reaction videos. The left hates memes, but now CNN says 
If you use one with a black person, you could be a racist. That's right. If you use a GIF or meme of a black person, you are guilty of using digital blackface. Black people can use them, but not white people. It's the most ridiculous story I've seen. And the reaction to the story on Twitter is just classic. The story was blasted by Twitter users with one of the first replies being Steve Harvey. This is exactly what the CNN story said not to do. And that was just one of many. The responses are hilarious. And it just shows that CNN and the left in general will try to find racism in everything. And then there's these breaking headlines from the Babylon Bee. Biden relieved after learning the president being indicted for shady financial dealings? It's just Trump. I bet Biden was really sweating that one. And then in medical news, doctors report startling rise in testicular injuries among women athletes. What can you even say? And finally, in tech news, progressives across nation locked out of accounts after CAPTCHA asks, select all squares that contain a woman. That's just the best. And it just shows the times that we are living in. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.